Christmas is 11 days away, and you might be one of those many people thinking, you know, what I really want for Christmas is a biblical, thoughtful, honest look at the corruption and insanity that is Canadian politics and culture, and I want it delivered by a ruggedly handsome and charmingly witty Italian man. Well, dear friend, Christmas has come early for you, because that's exactly what you're going to get. On this T-11 days to Christmas, this true love will give you four Coots prisoners, three years of COVID, two tales of Marxism, and a ginger with a well-groomed beard. It's December 14th. I'm Andrew DiBartolo. That's the ginger I was talking about, Matt Halleck. And this is Liberty Dispatch. Hey, hey, and welcome back to Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. I, the ginger with a groomed beer, am very excited to join you. And as always, we are excited to let you know that our show is produced by Liberty Coalition Canada in partnership with Christian Week. Liberty Coalition Canada exists to establish Christ's justice and righteousness and defend those who stand. And Christian Week exists to provide a practical, balanced, hope-filled perspective on national and global issues. We've been saying it for a time now, but we want to mention it again. As the year comes to a close, the opportunity to make a difference is here now, and your generosity can be the catalyst for change in our nation. Uh, we need to raise $50,000 by year, and it's an ambitious goal given the tumult of our economic moment. Nevertheless, this will help us keep the lights on with LCC and help us keep funding the legal defense cases that our chief litigator, James Kitchen, has been busily occupying himself with. So your immediate support is essential to assure that we continue on. And uh, we would just ask that you would consider uh, a one-time gift of $2,000 or a reoccurring um, monthly donation that would help us build for the future. So please join us in our mission. Your year-end donation to Liberty Coalition Canada can ensure, ensure the torch of liberty continues to burn brightly in our nation head over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate scan that helpful qr code at the bottom of the screen if you would uh please prayerfully consider leaving a donation and if you're not going to support the liberty defense fund please consider uh clicking on the analysis show tab and supporting us through there for a tax refundable donation at this year end. thank you very much for considering that andrew here we are again another episode Another mailbag question for our listeners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to know what is your favorite Christmas song. Obviously, yeah, unless you're unless you're, yeah. unless you're unless you're a, a psychopath, you've been listening to Christmas music for at least a week or so. I mean, maybe you haven't been listening to it since November first, but at, at this point of the year, you're listening to it. What's your favorite Christmas song? I'd love to to know. We'd love to know mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. I think mine's a little bit of a toss-up between Hark the Herald Angels Sing and Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. Somewhere okay. in there because they're both so, they're just so good. <laughs> 
so you, 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 you can tell you're not a post-millennial because you would have said uh, Joy to the World or something uh, of that nature. But these other two ones are like, like come thou long expected Jesus, no, right? Exactly. No, I'm just, I'm just ribbing. I, currently raining. I know they're all. Ri- I, I know that's. I really, that's the I, I really post mill. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy Joy. Oh, holy night! Uh, that's that's one that I mm-hmm. I think is really really quite good. And there's actually so there's a really uh, lesser known Christmas hymn called the Sussex Carol. You can actually get it uh, through the Downton Abbey Christmas um, soundtrack, which is actually surprisingly good like it's very very good um it's like just a lot of old christian hymns and songs um check it out it's really good i like it it's a banger uh so so definitely check that out uh yeah we're interested to hear what you guys uh say for your favorites are you sick and tired of listening to our banks and other government sponsored institutions promoting the same old status words like safe and effective, ESG, diversity, inclusion, and equity? Do you really think they're looking out for your investments when they can't even define what a woman is? Check out our friends at Rocklink Investment Partners. They're an independent Christian firm focused on managing your investments as long-term value investors. They're not caught up in the bureaucracy of the woke financial institutions. They're comfortable going against the crowd and speaking up for their Christian values. Give them a call at 905-631-4562 or email Rocklink at info at rocklink.com. That's link with a C. We are almost into 2024, if you can believe it. Crazy. And if you can believe it, people are still litigating tickets and fines for breaking COVID orders and mandates. We are still in that world. It is 2024 Pastors are still waiting for court dates. I was just speaking with the associate at Trinity Bible Chapel. Their their court date keeps getting pushed back and pushed back. People are still fighting arrive can tickets. I still have people reaching out to me saying, "What I do guess you do we, about Andrew? I guess we thousand dollar fine we have to pay." We no longer uh, believe justice delayed is justice denied. I guess that's par for the course now. Yeah, justice delayed is the Canadian judicial system. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, people people who organize protests, peaceful protests, are still both in jail or engaged in lengthy and unnecessary trials. That's the Canada we live in. Now, these are examples of egregious injustices, and we have to look them square in the face. We have to condemn them as lawless, and we have to understand how we must respond to and engage in our own communities for the years ahead for us and for our children. We have to know what's going on around us so that we can prepare and build and be faithful in the days ahead. So we're going to begin with what uh, have been referred to as the Coots Four. Okay, so this is from Donald Best. Jerry Morin, Anthony Olianik, Christopher Carber, and Christopher Lysik are political prisoners in Canada. Their wives and children are also being punished. 510 days ago, just after midnight on February 14th, 2022, heavily armed RCMP squads raided three trailer homes in the border town of Coots, Alberta, and started arresting people for conspiracy to murder police officers in support of a plot to overthrow the government during the Freedom Convoy protests in Alberta. After a series of court appearances, four men remain in jail, denied bail for reasons of 
Well, we don't know why they were denied bail. A court order prohibits publishing most details of the ongoing case and hearings. Most Canadians don't know that these men are being held without bail and that by the time they go to trial, they will have been sitting in remand center jails for over two years. We want to throw a picture up here, and this picture's in the article, and maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't, but this is what Donald Best has to say about this photo. The above photo was part of an RCMP news release on the morning of February 14, 2022, that can still be found at the RCMP website. To any trained investigator, the photo shows substandard, even suspect, evidence handling. It also indicates a surprising sloppiness in the investigation, especially considering the serious nature of the charges against the Coots 4 and the fact that a conspiracy is alleged. In addition to the sloppy police work, though, we can deduce from the staging of the photo, so we can deduce that the staging of the photo was intended to have a political impact on public discourse about the Freedom Convoy. It's interesting to note regarding the evidence, supposed evidence that was recovered for these four men who were accused with murder, a charge of murder, conspiracy to murder police officers and overthrow the government. The RCMP has done no fingerprint or DNA testing on the seized firearms or other items. Mm. Which is curious because what it would do is it would clearly exonerate these men, uh, supposedly, showing that you can't find their DNA or fingerprint evidence on any of this. Also, having released the photo, compromised an ongoing investigation. It's not done yet. And these men have been denied bail without any explanation. That's, that's a grave injustice mm -hmm. that is currently happening in our country. And most people don't know about it because apparently the RCMP in Alberta have their own Guantanamo Bay where they can hold people for no reason who are probably innocent just because. And they're basically political prisoners. Yeah, I mean, certainly not not a good and ordinary uh, way to exhibit uh, the just rule of law. Uh, Andrew, that saga brings us to another one, and that is the ongoing trial of Tamara Leach and Chris Barber. And this story comes to us from the post-millennial. Freedom Convoy personality Tamara Leach said Friday that her joint trial with Chris Barber has again recessed, and she doesn't expect the defense to begin summarizing its case until hopefully 10 days in mid-March 2024. That means a verdict shouldn't be expected until at least the summer. My word. Talk about justice delay. One should bear in mind that this trial began on the Tuesday after Labor Day weekend in September. The pair are charged with mischief, counseling others to commit mischief, intimidation, and obstructing police as members of the Freedom Convoy that polarized residents of Ottawa in 2022 and arguably began to roll back the COVID mandates in our country. I don't know why it's taking so long, but it's true what they say in uh, Canadian legal system. The punishment is the process, says Leach who's now becoming an expert in this sort of punishment. The activist says the Freedom Convoy protest has become a watershed in Canadian political history, despite Canadians 
being bombarded by a lot of nonsense legislation and policies right now. And I don't think that th that's by accident, since I think the convoy was beginning uh, it was the beginning of the end. It was like a great wake up. So everything that they had kind of planned on Im implementing, they had to speed up and get it through faster. But the great thing about the convoy was it opened up so many people's eyes. It sure did Tamara. What they accused us of doing is all coming back on them, like taking money from foreign entities well, we found out about four or five months ago that the Trudeau Foundation was taking money from Beijing. They accused us of being infiltrated by the Russians and having foreign interference. Well, hello, China. I think, Andrew, they also accused them of being fascists, and then our entire parliament stood up and, <laughs> and applauded a literal fascist. So... Um, that's again Correct. We, we've talked about yep. it over and over again this is the iron law of woke projection right. um i think it's also god having an amazing sense of humor nevertheless i continue all of this is made more despicable given what is going on in Ottawa and really around the world right now. On November 25th, over 100,000 protesters gathered at the nation's capital to declare their hatred for the Canadian government, their hatred for the, the nation state of Israel, and they did so without waving a single Canadian flag. Uh, I hopefully you guys can remember during the the freedom convoy that the, it, it was you know a moment in Canadian history where you probably saw the greatest amassing of of waving Canadian flags, um, patriotic singing of our national anthem, it, you know enjoying uh, people's company, bouncy castles, good food, all that. That is what led to Leach and Barber having go to go on trial. Um, for you know conspiracies against the stake and it also uh, ultimately led to the invocation of the war's measures act um it, so the, the amazing part is there's a double standard if you are genocidal you hate an entire nation of jews um and you're apparently crafting a, a narrative that fits within the neo-marxist agenda that's bueno but, you know, fighting for your charter rights with a bunch of Canadians of all different stripes, no good. So let us play for our listening and viewing audience the clip of the mass protest. It's just one example of the many protests that are going on in our nation and around the world concerning Israel and Palestine. What we have found is that Palestine has freed us. It has freed us of our delusions that the people who sit in that building mean anything to us or care anything for us. Start, just stop it for one yes, sec. Pause for a sec. So just what, what, what he's basically said is there are, if, you, if you're not watching, yeah, there's about 100,000 people all over Parliament Hill, all over Wellington. And he's basically said, we don't care anything for our politicians. We don't care at all about our elected officials. And they don't care about us, which is markedly different from protesters a year or so ago who were saying, well, actually, we, we do care about our country and we, we, we actually want to have a conversation with our political leaders. But those people who said, when you want to talk with our leaders, 
were called terrorists and arrested. But then these people who say we don't care about them at all, they could be dead to us. It wouldn't matter. This is fine. Continue. Is not enough. We must have a free Palestine. Open up the prison doors. Five, six, seven, eight. Israel is a racist state. One, two, three, four. Occupation no more. Occupation no more. Five, six, seven is that that's what they accused the convoy protesters of doing. But if you look at these videos, what you see is a sea of Palestinian flags all over sovereign Canadian territory. That looks like an occupation, right? The occupation is not Canadians with Canadian flags celebrating their freedom, asking for peaceful conversations with elected officials. An occupation is 100,000 people waving another nation's flag at the nation's capital saying we care about our nation we don't care anything about you because you're racist and because you're pro-israel so the irony here is it's palpable continue keep in mind that this is also uh, a response to uh the fact that you know we just saw in, on Oct october 7 that this is a response to not Israel being the aggressor in a war, but it was Hamas slaughtering 1,200 Israeli citizens and taking captive some 200 more, including women and children. Um, so apparently that type of behavior is condoned and actually encouraged, especially on our university campuses because of this neo-Marxist worldview. And that is truly, we've talked about it again. And I think your point is, is really um, poignant, Andrew, because what we saw with the freedom convoy is we saw people advocating for their chartered uh, charter rights and the government respecting those rights as laid down in Canadian law. What we're seeing here is uh, a neo-Marxist revolution. And the, the real, the, the real thing that people never uh, n really need to understand is the issue is never the issue with Marxists. The issue is always the revolution. And that is what's undergoing in uh, marches like this, in uh, George Floyd protests uh, with BLM, all that stuff. It's progressing the Marxist revolution in our nation, which is truly, as you're saying, an overthrow, uh, a, a, an occupation. And um, that that's something that's uh, very important to keep in mind. Seven, Israel is a terrorist state. Because every day that goes by that there's not a ceasefire, there's a hundred more children being killed. By the second, there's a child being killed in Gaza, and it's absolutely terrible, and it's disgusting how our government is able to let this slide. Notice she's using numbers that are come from Hamas, a terror organization, apparently, to justify this. Without figuring out and just showing the world that this is a genocide, and it's not, it's not a joke. Free, 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 free
Watch for a sec. So if you're not watching, if there's a little text here that says people from all around the country commuted to the Capitol to participate. This was something that was a cause of condemnation and fear with the convoy mm -hmm. because the issue was, uh oh, they're coming from all over the country. And what were people saying? What is it that 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 woke statist snowflake Marxist citizens of Ottawa were saying? Get out of our city. This isn't your city. What are you doing here? You don't belong here. Do you think any of those those ghouls would dare criticize these people? Of course not, because they understand that this is a protected people class and they understand that they wouldn't dare say to people in hijabs with Palestinian flags, get out of my city. This isn't your city. So they clearly don't care about anything except for the fact that it's OK to hate on what are probably mostly white people, but even several people of different ethnic backgrounds because they were there fighting for and protesting for freedoms and rights being secured in Canada. You can speak against them, but you dare not say anything. So now it's okay that the whole country converges on Ottawa and now people can be in a city that isn't their own. It's, it's, it's just gross. It's gross. Yeah seeing the double and, standard in light of well, what's going on with Tamara, Chris, and the Coots 4. Yeah, and, and I mean, the double standard in these chances is ridiculous, right? They talk about um, Israel being an apartheid state. We know that part of the reason that the terrorists were able to attack is because of people who were going for work visas into Israel uh, helped them plot and plan the terror attack so <laughs> they were allowed are allowed to work and live well, in gaza exactly freely. exactly none and and not only gaza but obviously the other occupied um middle eastern islamicist mm -hmm. states they don't allow jews um at any scale unlike israel so i mean the the hypocrisy is is truly truly under uh, uh, amazing and that that's not to say that everything that the secular state of israel is doing is good or it has been good uh we wouldn't go that far but i mean this is totally absurd It's very clear what a huge portion of your population stands for. No one stands for genocide, no one stands for mass murder. So we're doing this in the hopes they hear us and change their policies and stop being complicit with genocide. Pause for a sec. So what that guy just said is the reason we're doing this is because they want us, they want we, we want them to listen to us so that they'll change. Now, do you think that our prime hypocrite will hold a press conference where he says, we refuse to meet with these people. I know the one that was, we're not going to meet with people who support terrorism. We're not going to meet yeah. with people. No, of course, of course he won't come out and say that. No. And th that's the point of this, by the way, the point of this is not to give further critique on the, on conflicts in the Middle East and the nature of the Israel Palestine debacle. Cause we've talked about that. The point of this is to show that what's happening right now in Canada and around the world is a far more violent, hateful, terror-fueled, disgusting, godless message than what we saw during the Freedom Convoy. But the Freedom Convoy led to the arrest of innocent people who were still in jail, who were still fighting in court. Pastors, you know, all the COVID stuff, pastors are still litigating all this stuff in court. But this... Nothing will come. This will just come and go. There's no problem with this. Our federal government and media has no problem with this, even though they're actually pushing a hateful message of murder 
and genocide. But bouncy castles, French toast in the middle of the street, oh Canada, that requires the War Measures Act. That's the point of this. It's, it's to yeah, show it's, how gross our federal government has become. Yeah, it's because our federal federal government are the same revolutionaries as these people out on the street. It's the inside outside game. We're really witnessing the building of a mass movement. And I think that is also really affirming because it tells us that liberation is near and that when the masses are organized, we know that we have the power to make mountains move, to liberate our homeland, to liberate the world, really, because I think Palestine is at the center of progressive struggles all across the world. And really, it was about trying to get as many different sectors of Canadian society all together to show how united the people are on the question of Palestine and on ending the Zionist state of Israel's genocide on the Palestinian people. Well, there you have it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just the fact that that, like what, what we just heard and what we just saw there, the fact that our federal government and media won't flinch. Mm-hmm. They're celebrating yeah. that. Yeah. But at the these, same these time... These people are literally defending terrorists who raped yeah. and murdered so women. And not just defending, not only defending, but but supporting yeah. and encouraging. We want mm -hmm. more of that. And our government uh, will say, no, 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 the homeschool moms mm -hmm. who brought their kids to dance in the middle of downtown Ottawa, those are the terrorists. Yeah, and the, 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 amazing, the, the amazing part, too, just again on the hypocrisy, they're calling for israel to follow the the geneva convention and historical just war theory while justifying um the rape and slaughter and mutilation mm -hmm. of innocent civilians which is never ever ever been <laughs> a part of just war theory so in their minds neo-marxist progressive states who are fighting for this supposed or fighting this supposed oppressor oppressive game they don't have any rules right they there's mm -hmm. nothing that they cannot do to free themselves but anyone who is fighting against the revolution they have to fight with their arms and legs tied behind their back and here's I, yeah here's good, how you know that this is all smoke and mirrors because if if it really were about injustice oppression genocide mm -hmm. let's just imagine let's just imagine that you had a hundred thousand christians on parliament hill mm -hmm. with the christian flag right the the white or the blue flag with the little cross on it which mm -hmm. is a sea of christian flags and they were there protesting the fact that no demographic of people worldwide is persecuted more than christians which is a fact mm -hmm. it's a fact more than palestinians more than jews more than sodomites no demographic of people in mm -hmm. the world is murdered and persecuted more than Christians. So if you had a bunch of Christians, 100,000 Christians with their Christian flag on Parliament Hill saying, we're here protesting the genocide of Christians worldwide, the, the unequivocal murder of Christians around the world who are persecuted more than anyone else, and we want our government to say something about it and do something about it. Do you, how long, how many seconds before the media would cover it as Christian nationalism, how many seconds before the federal government would denounce it as white colonial Christian nationalist in a heartbeat. So they clearly don't care about principle. All they care about is narrative crafting. 
our federal government mm -hmm. is is big brother and the ministry of truth is doing their dirty work and the ministry of love is quick to punish those who actually stand for freedom mm -hmm. and we need to understand what's going on we need to be able to, to cut through the narrative crafting and see the truth for what it is and that's the truth for what it is totally corrupt marxist federal government that cares nothing for canadians and for freedoms and is all, all about like you said matt ushering in the marxist revolution everyone inside outside they're that's all about the, it that's the issue that is the issue this is a distraction palestine is just the the generative theme that they're using to further yeah. the marxist revolution it's covid it's the ukraine yes. it's monkeypox it's whatever the new thing is that they just so. sub in and out to have oh look what's my cause now yeah. what do i gotta yeah. what overlay do i have to put on my facebook profile yeah. picture now when really it's about it's about what's happening behind the yeah. scenes but also out in the open so that yeah. that makes this next announcement particularly important okay so we're calling on christian parents give your child the ultimate gift this christmas enrolling them in the ezra worldview youth academy for youth aged 14 to 18 years old you can help equip them with a strong christian foundation empower them to be cultural leaders and shape a bright future you don't have to worry about the content They've designed it to address the serious and practical questions young adults are asking. Register now and get the early bird price of $50 off your enrollment. Head over to EzraInstitute.com today and check that out. Now, while we're on the topic, here's a message from Mandy Cohen, the high priestess of COVIDism, also the director of the CDC. Oh, that's a good jam. That's a yeah, good we're gonna jam. store that. We, I'm gonna that, store that have, song away. That's coming out again. That's coming out. That's to, gonna come out like at least once or twice a month. We have to release that on Spotify. I think for this we Christmas do have season. a remix. So <laughs> we want we wanted to keep it a little lighthearted, and you know both both honest about the the, the never ending COVID. The, the, we're we're in the middle of the never ending COVID. So here's the real propaganda and fear mongering, and I can assure you. It's uh, it's much less entertaining and funny than than what you just saw and heard. Get your updated COVID and flu vaccines and your RSV vaccine if you're over 60. Yawn. It's not too late to get vaccinated if you haven't already. And use additional layers of protection, like avoiding people who are sick, washing your hands, improving ventilation and wearing a mask. And if you do get sick, I know it's hard, but stay home so you don't spread germs to others and get tested so you know what you have and you can get treatment. Yeah, except so except for everyone in your house that will get sick, because we know for a fact that 80 percent of all of the spread happen within households. So stay home, close the windows, don't go outside, don't leave, get every OK. Now, when I when I first saw this video, Matt, mm. yeah. um, it, it seemed eerily familiar to me almost as if i've seen this somewhere before so i thought about thought about this this is where i've seen this before 
Tonight, I will speak directly to these people and make the situation perfectly clear to them. The security of this nation depends on complete and total compliance. Tonight, any protester, any instigator or agitator will be made example of. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all how I can think I about when I saw that video. Really? All I can think about when I saw that video is if you, please, if you want to be safe, do your part. Don't go outside. Stay home. That that was the that was the lighter version mm -hmm. of what we just saw, uh, which is which is exactly now. You might be thinking, okay, but the CDC, that's the United States. They're a whole mess down there. Hey, <laughs> don't worry, Canada is all in for the medical nonsense. All in. This is from the Toronto Star, which at this point is, I mean, basically should be used for toilet paper. Although, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want. To mm -hmm. have my bum touch the Toronto Star, <laughs> I, it's not even. I wouldn't even use it to wipe myself. That's how the, I feel about the Toronto Star. The star in the Toronto Star is the communist star that you see on all the flags. Just so yes, you, yeah, so it's, so it's, it's, a, it's 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 the Toronto it's the Toronto pentagram <laughs> satanic yeah. star. So this this is from this is from the uh, less than toilet paper publication. With COVID-19 once again surging in Ontario, I don't know how they'd know that because the PCR test is garbage, and hospitalizations for people testing positive surpassing a one-year high, oh no, too few older adults have received the updated COVID vaccine, prompting the province's high priest, top, top doctor, to sound the alarm. In a, quote, call to action, close quote, Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Kieran Moore, is urging more people, especially older adults, because he wants them to hurry up and die because of the burden they put on the healthcare system. And better they die by getting more shots and having their heart explode than putting them through MAID, which costs money. But continue to get vaccinated against COVID ahead of the busy holiday season. Now, this story is from the National Post regarding the Minister of Labor who's discussing the economy, that's the broader discussion, but he couldn't help but remind us of the fact that we just can't let go of COVID. Not yet. We Dude. just have Dude. to still let people know it's there, it's hurting us, it's affecting us. We can't just not yet. So this is from the, the National Post. The gaslighting here is, is astonishing. Yeah. It's from the National Post. Quote, Canadians are still too preoccupied by COVID angst to realize how great the economy is, Minister of Labor Seamus O'Regan declared in a recent keynote speech to business leaders in Toronto. That's we shameful. will not be able to tackle any of the massive challenges that confront us as a country until we face one simple fact. We're a bunch of Marxist. No, sorry, that's not what he said. Sorry. What he said was, we're not over COVID, said O'Regan in a social media post prompting the address which he delivered on November 30th to the Empire Club of Canada. I don't think any of us are over COVID. I don't think we've dealt with it as a country, as a world. We've just moved on, but we've been jarred. We've changed. Okay. Oh man, this so this is this is exactly what's going on in the states, right? Um the Biden administration despite like 
historically low numbers on a, a, a economic approval, right? Because everybody's feeling the pinch of this terrible economic uh, uh, tumult we're in, thanks to profligate spending by our government and uh, monetizing debt through uh, printing money and monetary inflation all of this has led to just the you know drastic highs on on inflation and just really a period of stagflation that we're finding ourselves in but our politicians instead of admitting the wrongs that they've done they're going to happy talk the strength of the economy um and then apparently use COVID as a scapegoat to say yeah. No, no, no. Don't believe your lying eyes. Don't believe your uh, your your budgets. Don't believe your your wallets or your pocketbooks. Um, really, the economy is gangbusters, pals. Yeah. Like it's everything's going created, good. <laughs> we've created a million jobs. Never mind mm -hmm. that we effectively ended ten million jobs by yeah. crushing our economy and shutting your business down. But look, we've gained a, a million jobs. That's been Biden's yeah. thing. The most. It's yeah. been the come on, come on, man. It's been. It's been the most. Listen, corn pop. It's been the most amount of jobs gained in any presidency. Come on, man. Yeah. They don't care that we killed all the jobs and we only brought like a percentage of them back. Come on, like that's that's and, the play. And, and those jobs numbers are are totally. Um, I mean, every every time they, I think, yeah. save one, they've had to. The numbers, the job numbers that come out, the 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 month that pers uh, follows it, um, mm -hmm. they have to adjust those numbers back because they overshoot it by thousands and thousands. They, of and jobs. they also don't they also don't take account they also don't take into account people working multiple jobs. So if someone has two yes, or three exactly. jobs, they'll say, "Oh, three jobs." No, 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 it's one person. Yeah, it's still only one. Yeah, and they're usually losing because they're only working ten hours a week at Walmart. Yeah. Ten hours a week at Tim Hortons. Yeah, so they're usually using losing a, a more productive like manufacturing job and then taking two yeah. or three poor paying other jobs. Yet the job numbers would reflect that there's actually an increase yeah. of job, even though that quality is is lost. It, it, it's amazing to see that these politicians are so brazen to literally mm -hmm. say to everybody despite the looming disaster that people are facing economically like mm -hmm. in canada just think of the housing crisis that we're 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 in it's it's a horrible landscape but seamus o'regan wants you to believe that the economy's great mm -hmm. your perception has been skewed because of covid mm -hmm. angst so your oh, COVID stuff yeah so, yeah, oh. so you might need to, Andrew, where have you heard this before? You might need to go to a doctor <laughs> because you think the economy is bad because you're just suffering from COVID angst and you really can't get a proper perspective on how great your life is uh, because you'll own nothing and be, be happy. And if you're not happy, there's something psychologically wrong with well, you. While he's speaking at the Empire Club yeah, in I Toronto. Know. Yeah. What a ghoul. It's amazing that they haven't changed that name, right? I thought imperialism was bad. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, why don't they call it the Indigenous Club, the, the Stolen Land Club? Yeah, Stolen, stolen land, land Club. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, while we're on the topic of the economy and COVID silliness, oh, man, there's so much to talk about. Uh, how about this story that comes to us from True North, originally reported by the Black Locks reporter, which they're doing wonderful work. Kudos to them. Uh, Canadian taxpayers were on the hook for $323 million that went towards a Quebec vaccine facility that was never built. 
So I just want to interject here. The reason why, so we covered this story last week. And when we covered the story, the number that was given that was out there was that it was, you know, 127 or 137 mm-hmm. million dollars. It's three times that, apparently. Yeah. So, so that's why. So it's come out recently. Uh, it's actually a little bit more than that. So I just want somebody to be saying, did you guys cover this? We did. Mm-hmm. But since we covered it, more infos come out. And just a reminder, not only was it never built, they never produced a single vaccine. Um, the startling revelation came from a House of Commons Health Committee meeting Monday regarding Medicago, a now defunct company in Quebec City that received $323 million in federal subsidies, double the amount initially reported, as you said, Andrew. Despite the money, its vaccines never made it to market. As reported by Blacklock's reporter, a factory executive chose uh, not to disclose the details of the contracts. Medicago CEO Toshifumi Tata refrained from divulging contract details, despite having two agreements with the Canadian government. Medicago failed to deliver any COVID vaccines under the advanced purchase agreement costing taxpayers 150 million dollars in the process we didn't deliver anything tata admitted in his test testimony uh ta-da nothing that's 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 what he said we yeah we took your money yeah ta-da. it's amazing oh, uh, my goodness. Uh, greatest transfer of wealth in the history uh, the company also secured around one uh, 173 million in research subsidies through Innovation Canada Strategic Innovation Fund, but Tata was unable to provide specifics, citing that's, confidentiality. That's $323 million. $100 million in apparently the construction and $150 million in that and $173 million in research subsidies. So that's what we... So the reason why inflation's bad, or maybe not that bad, COVID angst, it has mm-hmm. not, nothing to do with the fact that they spent $300 million of our money on nothing. That's not that. It can't be that at all. It might be that, though, Andrew. I'm just, yeah, it, I'm just it, might, it might be that entirely. <laughs> uh, anyways, there is some good news, Andrew, in all this nonsense. Um, it appears that more and more Canadians are seeing through the lies and propaganda, and they are seeing through the nonsense in our medical establishment. And this was reported by Golden Pup, pardon me, who does excellent work, and you should follow him on X. According to Public Health Ontario, 83% of the population have not received a dose of COVID-19 vaccine in over a year. It's the same 17% getting jabbed over and over and over again and ontario is infested with anti-vaxxers that have rejected science obviously in favor of dangerous misinformation now obviously that was a little tongue-in-cheek but some people don't get the sarcasm so uh, the the guy who posted this um had to clarify for people the point of posting it and the point is this that when it was 10% of people refusing, they were gleefully de- uh, demonized and ostracized. Now that it's 83%, nobody seems to care. Um, <laughs> and yet, our government still pushes the propaganda 
ad nauseum here about COVID yeah. uh, vaccines, and and I don't. They're not showing any any plan to stop, as far as I can tell, Andrew. I uh, know they're still. They're all still coming out. Kieran Moore. Um, they're all still. It'll get your get your shot. Our prime minister, right? Vaccine causes adults, you know, to have heart attacks, right? So that's all. <laughs> They're not. They're not. Yeah, you just down. couldn't see the 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 like two 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 print on his shirt there, or that was on the back or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> or it was it, yeah, which you couldn't see be, because of the angles because they didn't actually show the needle going in. They just all they showed was that um, she prepped his left arm and then she put a bandit on his right arm. So that's not suspect at all. <laughs> that's clearly clearly that's above board. So yeah, they're not they're not letting it go. Um, it is the never-ending COVID, and it, it's because there's, you know, there's still money to be made, there's still control to be had, there's still fear to hold over mm. people, and and the reality is, you know, there's a distraction that needs to to take place. Yeah. We need to bombard them with a an endless stream, a, a, a fast and furious news cycle, to bombard them so that they don't pay attention to what's actually happening, or they don't pay attention to the 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 cultural terraforming that's happening in Canada well, and the West and the entire reshaping of Western culture into something this is much the, more gross. This is called the operational preparation of the environment. And that's what we're seeing here. Um, and just, hey, I'm going to give people a recommendation book I read a long time ago um, by a world-renowned author, you might know him, Michael Crichton, wrote uh, Jurassic Park. Um, this book he wrote was universally loathed because it pointed out what we're talking about, and it's called State of Fear. I suggest you read the book. Um, you digest the broader point that he's put, uh, um, pointing at, and... Um, it specifically actually deals with a lot of the crazy climate cult nonsense even before it was in the mainstream. So it's definitely worth a read for people to understand that this operational preparation of the environment, the constant state of emergency creates a state of fear that allows for the continued progression of status totalitarianism in our nation. And that's why they will never give it up, Andrew, because the issue is never the issue. The issue is the revolution. That's yeah. what you have to remember. The issue is not the colors in your Facebook picture overlay. That's the distraction. Yes. That's a distraction. Yeah. Friends, I uh, I bet you're growing more and more frustrated and concerned with the fiat money system here in Canada. I mean, we just talked about the hundreds of millions of dollars that are quite literally thrown into the garbage or into the pockets of friends of elites. I'm sure you're hoping for real options, a solution that works for you and values your liberty and security. Well, Barterit is here for you. It's a modern barter economy for freedom-loving Canadians to transact and exchange value without having to use fiat currency. Imagine Facebook Marketplace, Kijiji, and eBay all wrapped into one economic ecosystem. You offer your goods and services in exchange for bits credits, and you can use those bits to acquire other goods and services in the community. It's a parallel economy. Head over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash barter today and click on barter it for individuals. Make sure you sign up as a VIP before the official launch 
and you will get a lifetime subscription, free premium listings, and 1,000 bits to spend in the ecosystem. That is a $1,500 value for only $197. LibertyCoalitionCanada.com slash barter. We finish our episode today with two stories that showcase our federal government's intentional and ever-increasing march to Marxism. Whether it's stealing money from citizens and creating overbloated bureaucracies and handouts, or weakening our military with transianity, our federal government is on the job. This comes to us from the CPC, the Canadian Pravda Corporation, at one time known as the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation or the CBC for, uh, for people who are unaware of that. Quote, the federal government unveiled its new dental care plan on Monday, a $13 billion insurance program that will start covering routine dentistry costs next year for people who meet a certain income threshold. Ottawa will cover kids under 18 and some seniors first before expanding the program to all eligible low- and middle-income Canadians in 2025. Applications for seniors aged 87 and over will open later this month. Other age groups will be able to apply in the new year. The staggered application process is designed to make the rollout as smooth as possible. The government says it expects millions of people to avail themselves of this new component of Canada's social safety net, which is a euphemism for Canada's theft and and communism. Okay, Just okay. So this clear. this is okay. This is beyond absurd, right? So this is what this is the the logic behind welfareism, right? Um, oh, we need as a society a social safety net to catch those who are low income to try and help provide for their needs. Um, <laughs> nevertheless, the welfare um, amounts that anybody gets really can't provide for an adult to live. Uh, it's it's not kindness. It's continued slavery to the government. Um, anybody who, who actually has dealt with any of this stuff knows it's inadequacy. Um, it's a terrible program. Uh, but the problem is, how do you do that? Well, it's exactly like you talked about, Andrew. It's Marxist socialism. It's um, redistribution of wealth. Um, through uh, confiscatory uh, taxation, it's theft. That is what you're doing, is you're redistributing wealth in a society. Now, we were told that so people can afford essentials, right? Essentials in life um, that they might be able to meet uh, meet their ends. What we know is many of those dollars don't actually go to essentials, but go to video game systems, televisions, uh, smokes, all those extras um, uh, it, that people still, you know, prioritize over the essentials in their lives. Now, this is the amazing part of the logic is apparently a part of our social safety net, net has to be clean teeth. Like, how insane is that? We are a mm -hmm. bloated, fat, sleek, comfortable nation. That, that part of our social safety net, so-called, is, is wait making till you sure listen, you clean wait, your teeth. Wait till they hear about the thresholds, by the way. This is, <sighs> this is, so when you hear low income, 
right? You think, oh, okay, well, you know, I, I thought the poverty line was $28,000, $30,000 a year. Listen to the thresholds. This is still from the Canadian Pravda Corporation. Coverage will be phased in over time, but some eligible participants will start to receive benefits as early as May 2024. Costs incurred before the relevant start date will not be covered. This insurance-based program replaces the interim program that has been sending checks directly to families with kids under 12 for the last year. To be eligible for the program, a person must have a household income below $90,000 and no access to an existing private insurance plan. 90 grand a year. The person must also have filed a tax return so the government can verify income. The plan is most generous for families that have household incomes below $70,000 a year. $70,000 wow. a year. That's the low amount where you get the generous. Oh, they face no co-pays to a participating dentist, hygienist, or denturist. And Ottawa will pick up the tab for covered services like cleaning, polishing, examinations, x-rays, fillings, root canal treatments, and complete and partial partial removal <laughs> dentures. Okay, guess, so this is like uh, having the government give dentists a blank check to go to a restaurant and buy a bunch of meals. You know what mm -hmm. we're going to see an uptick in? A lot of, <laughs> a lot of de dental work, right? Every kid already does have to get braces somehow, right? Like mm -hmm. that—that's a thing that's totally ubiquitous, ubiquitous in our society. So we're gonna see an uptick on braces. Everybody's gonna get them. Hey, although I don't know if it covers braces. This is interesting. I don't know if it covers braces. I don't know if it covers stuff like that. We'll, we'll uh, see. Well, yeah, we'll see. Because yeah, that, sorry, that I thought... is that's that's orthodontist, yeah, not sorry. dentist, right? All of this stuff is is if you go to a dentist. But if you go to an orthodontist, so so part so part of what's infuriating about this yeah. is our household income mm -hmm. is much is is less than seventy thousand dollars a year. I know those. I know you're looking at. I know that our viewers are looking at me thinking, "Listen, he's smart. He's attractive. Surely he's <laughs> able to monetize that. He's just bringing in the coin." I know he's driving a 2013 Dodge Caravan that makes a weird clicking sound when you turn it on <laughs> and the heat doesn't kick in for like the first few minutes. I, I know that there's a panel that's missed. I know I know he's rocking that. I know all I know all those things. I know he does a lot of thrift shopping, but Andrew's bringing in a ton of coin. I'm not. So I make less than $70,000 a year and my wife doesn't work because we have five kids and we're biblical. So that's that's our operation. Now, we still pay out of pocket $5,000 a year to provide full benefits for our entire family. So mm -hmm. we budget well, and we are intentional in our spending below the $70,000 a year mark. It's $5,000 a year is a health dental benefit plan for everyone in our household. Mm -hmm. So this, this not, so now here's the thing who already has dental coverage. I do because we pay five grand a year. Now, whose tax dollars will be going toward, and this is this is the madness, okay? Mm -hmm. There are people in Canada who have a higher annual income than me who will be receiving free dental care, and from you. I will be paying for it, even though I'm paying out of pocket myself because I'm a responsible human being, because I understand the law of God, 
And because I'm not a lazy, slothful mooch, that's mm -hmm. okay with stealing from other people. So people who make 60, 70 grand a year will be taking my tax dollars to fund their dental plan when I'm paying for it out of pocket because I understand what God says about being responsible. What an absolute gong show you, that is Canada. Andrew, you're just not appreciating a socialist redistribution of wealth. Apparently you know? I'm not. As we've Apparently, seen, I need to I need to save Andrew, the five grand a year and Andrew, just start mooching off everyone else. Andrew, as we've seen throughout history, with without fail, every socialist state has generated a mass amount of wealth for every nation that they've they've had control of, and it's gone really really well. That's that's mm. certainly what I've been or able the flourishing to, of the people. Yeah, yeah, that's certainly what I've been able to deduce from the annals of history. Not really, not so really. our country again, so our country would rather have a lazy, compliant, needy, dependent population yes. that will take handouts from people than someone who will say, I make a little bit less, but I'm going to take responsibility for my family. And here's why. And this is the point you, we want to drive home to you. People who say, though I make less, I will be responsible for my family are people who cannot be controlled are people mm -hmm. who will not comply to tyranny and are people who will not bend to fear and propaganda. They don't like those people. Mm -hmm. People who will say, oh, yes, please give me, I'll take the handout. Please, daddy government. Those people are compliant. They're malleable. They're fearful. They'll do what they're told. Those are the people that our government wants. They mm -hmm. don't want people who will say, now take responsibility for my family. I don't need your handouts. I'm a man. I can take mm -hmm. care of myself and my own family. They despise us. And yeah. that's biblical. That mm -hmm. It's biblical to if a man cannot provide for the needs of his own family, he denies the faith and he's worse than a pagan. Mm -hmm. That's what the scriptures tell us. We understand that. We believe that. Our government would say, no, no, no. We honor the man who mm -hmm. doesn't provide for his family because we'll provide for his family for him. Mm -hmm. So so everybody needs to be made aware. You're not getting free dental care. This is coming at an exorbitant price to Canadian taxpayers. Yeah, um, I'm paying for your dental care. Yes. You're 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 not getting free dental care. You're you're taking money from other Canadians to pay for your dental care. Um and that this is ultimately just this every socialist redistribution scheme, a missile allocation of scarce resources in our society that destroys wealth, that misallocates wealth um, to unproductive ends rather than productive ends. And it's going to make Canadians poorer in total. So that's what you're supporting when you're supporting these things. So this is a play by the NDP and the Liberals to try and win your vote. They're going to win your vote by taking money out of your left pocket and putting less money into your right pocket for a very limited purpose. That's what they do all this all the time. And you have to break out of the mentality that this is something that is good. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's wicked. It's unjust. It is basically our modern form of slavery to the state. You have mm -hmm. to understand this. You have to say no. 
and you have to continue to push back and then tell everybody yep. up, w- that you come into contact that this isn't good. This is bad. This is not a sign of wealth and productivity in our nation. It's a sign of yep. destruction of wealth. And we don't we don't become wards of the state. We don't no. live for the handouts. Now, having said that, what we don't say no to is charity. So mm-hmm. if there's someone who's thinking, wow, Andrew, that you know what? That's really great. I want to help you with your 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 benefit payments. I'm not going to say no to that, but I'm not <laughs> going to steal it from you. I'm not yeah. going to come into your pocket and take the money out and say, give it to the government to put braces on my kids. But if you're if you're saying, you know what, Andrew, I'd like to help you. I want to help you with your your dental coverage. You know, five thousand dollars a lot. I want to. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to say no to that. That's great. I'm not going to steal it from you, but I'm not going to turn down someone who's willing to make sure that my kids have clean teeth. So if that's you, please let me know. I would love to be on the receiving end of your generosity so that my kids have clean teeth. And and if they need how did, how did we get here? Yeah, <laughs> anyway. I'll just say I'm just I'm just saying, you know, another thing. I just I just yeah. So anyways, we'll leave that there. Let's anyways. Uh, but so before we get into the last story of the day, Andrew, we want to show people um, a picture that is truly and utterly terrifying, Andrew. It, this will certainly strike fear deep into the heart of all the enemies of our nature, nation. It, it should petrify every other nation that would dare come against Canada in its strength and might and engage our military in any sort of uh, conflict. Uh, this is uh, truly demoralizing stuff. Maybe not for the reason I just talked about. Mm. There you have it. Ugh. I wouldn't want to go to. I wouldn't want to go to war with that. I. I certainly would not want to take up arms against those soldiers. No, they are. They are. They are battle hardened. Ready to ready to ready to, in the trenches to do what's ever required to secure victory. That's that's what I see there. If you're not if you if, if you're listening to us, there's a bunch of soldiers and woke politicians holding a uh, a full sexual deviancy sodomy inclusion flag, which is known more as the trans inclusive flag. That's what the wokies call it. Mm-hmm. But that's what we see here. Our military saying, yeah, we're allies. That's that's our that's our military. Good stuff. Uh Oh man, it's uh, it's the state. It gets of worse. It's, <laughs> it it's going to get worse in about in about thirty seconds. <sighs> okay, let's get into. It. Brace yourself, everybody. This comes to us from the True North News. In a move to align with the Liberal government's commitment to inclusivity, read Marxism. Okay, um, Canadian military bases are required. You know, so they're doing this out of the goodness of their heart. Not so much required to provide menstrual products, including tampons and pads in men's washrooms by December 15. This directive issued by Employment and Social Development Canada extends to all federally regulated workplaces and military installations. True North has independently verified the implementation of this policy at at least one Canadian Air Force's CAF military base where menstruation kits are now available in men's bathrooms. I just want to clarify, it's Canadian Armed Forces... What did it's I not say? just the Air Force. You said Air Force. So oh, sorry. The, it's not, forces, no, it's okay. Yes. But it's not just the Air Force. It's not just the pilots. Yeah. It's not just the the male pilots that get to have tampons now. 
Well, it's, it's all all the armed forces, all the branches of the but, military. But it's, but it's now even have more than well men and women. It, yeah, it's it's also all federal buildings, right? So so mm-hmm. Indigenous Services Canada, every federal building is going along with this trans insanity um because the man the the biological male the man who's flying the plane to defend our nation um gets tampons or the the woman who is deeply deeply confused and in sin who believes that she is a man yeah it like that that's who's defending our nation talk about toxic femininity <laughs> femininity um we are an effeminate uh state uh unbelievably uh veterans for freedom posted this picture um on their x account andrew and we want to pull it up here uh why is everyone quitting the caf well there it is menstrual products in their bathroom <laughs> Uh, now available in men's washrooms across all Canadian forces, babe. Wow. No. Thanks. N- nobody. That's what I want to see when I go to the bathroom. I want to yeah. see I want to see tampons and pads because, mm-hmm. you know, that belongs there. Yep. But, you know, the, the woke revolution must continue and it's coming to a men's bathroom near you. So mm-hmm. back to the article. Uh, Major Sumin Kim of the Department of National Defense confirmed that this decision aligns with the federal government directives emphasizing compliance with the Canada Labor Code starting December 15, 2023. As per the Canada Labor Code, all federally managed washrooms will be required to provide menstrual products to all employees major kim told true north um the federal directive underscores its commitment to better protect menstruating employees what a dehumanizing label progressive women so women progressives are so regressive it is Mm-hmm. Andrew, we covered a story. We covered a story a while ago now, where there was some total woke sexual oh, yeah. deviant Even, organization yeah. had all the had all the definitions. And for for women, they referred to women's other holes, <laughs> like yeah. it was like there was an actual term, other holes. This is referring Andrew- to women, like. That's anti-woman. Yeah. Oh, I mean, totally, right? Uh, It's disgusting. You know, we laugh kind of at the question, what is a woman, all this stuff. We're talking about God's crown on his crown Mm -hmm. of glory in creation, right? And to to dehumanize women to this Mm -hmm. estate is just so hates. No one hates, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't use that word unintentionally. No one <laughs> hates, abuses, and uses as political pawns women, black people, natives, <laughs> trans people more than the progressive left. Yeah, they it's they're, they're... hate women and use them. Yeah, it's because they're people and they're, natives. Yeah, they're young Hegelians, and Hegel talked yeah. about history. And they're all a bunch of gross white liberals. Yeah, and, and Hegel talked they're the about the most hi- racist, most hateful history, using people and then discarding them. That's what we're seeing. Um, and sorry, feminists, you uh, got played. Anyways, uh, 
the better protection of menstruating employees by mandating the presence of menstrual products in all toilet rooms, irrespective of their uh, designated genders. According to a recent federal briefing note, the CAF is facing a recruitment crisis as it struggles to find willing Canadians to fill in the military's thinning ranks. Uh, Interesting story here that I heard in the United States. So in the United States, there was a senator that was putting forth legislation to say that people, so because in the States they're experiencing the same thing. They're having a hard time filling the ranks because people who love their country don't want to engage or enter in the military that's full of woke nonsense and that will fire you for not taking an experimental injection because of your conscience. They want no part of it. It's the same thing with police officers. Goodbye, good good principled police officers. So in the States, one of the senators was pushing forward legislation to say, Basically, if you're here illegally, if you we want to open the door for you to serve in our military because you love our country and want to defend it, and if you actually serve in the military, we will fast forward your citizenship process. Yeah. That is disastrous. Well, I mean, that is, but but and everyone's hurting. It's because they're hurting down there the same way we're hurting up here for te- for people serving willingly in a military. That's full of this rainbow garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, the whole insanity of this moment is literally the regressives, the progressives, self-called, are trying to teach people to hate the nation that mm-hmm. they grow up in. They they hate it. They think it's a vestige of um, white col- white supremacy, colonialism. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a you know a terror state that contones genocide across the world against black and brown people and it's always been a nation rooted in bigotry so you're literally creating activists that hate the country that they yep. live in and you expect them to then go and defend the country that they live in mm-hmm. Not likely. And but they bemoan the fact that the, the truth is that's the play though. They're yes. not actually upset that fewer people are enlisting. That's the the play. The play is the erosion of Western culture and the weakening of our military so that it's very easy for us to bend and fold into mm-hmm. a globalist utopian agenda. That the that's the play. They're not actually sad. They're thrilled that qualified, honorable people of integrity are not enlisting. That's mm-hmm. what they want. They want a yeah. weak, weak military because they want Canada to to fold into nothing. Yeah, and we've talked about this. This the entryism, right? You 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 exclude all the people who are people who can think for themselves, who will stand on principle. So then, all you get in these various institutions that are control controlled by the sword power of the state are weak, effeminate, compliant uh, people mm-hmm. with no spine, no backbone, who are totally ready, willing, and able to do the bidding of a state no matter how insane tyrannical and ungodly it is that is what entryism is we're seeing entryism in all sorts of institutions across our nation medical industrial complex uh and we're seeing it in the military here so that's crazy but Mm -hmm. again the the issue isn't menstruation pads right that's not the issue the issue is never the issue the issue is the revolution, and the revolution mm-hmm. must progress 
it must be total, including the men's bathroom. Nothing's so you might be asking limits. yourself, you might be asking yourself, what do we do about this, right? Andrew, Matt, help us. What, what do we do about this? Now, there, I mean, there are lots of different things we can say, you know, the stuff we've said before. Get your kids out of state-funded schools if they're there. What are, you, what are you doing? That would be one because, like Matt said, it doesn't matter how small your town is and it doesn't matter how well-meaning some of the teachers are. At the end of the day, the entire system is designed to raise your kids to hate God, to hate our country, and to hate you for being their parents that would push any kind of Western values. So you got to remove them from that system. You need to connect with a good church. You need to take the education of your children seriously as your responsibility. You have to be responsible with your money, and you need to take care of your own family and your own self. We've talked about that. But actually, this last story leads well into a way that we can do something about this that's actually timely in its nature, and that has to do with Biblical Sexuality Sunday, which is really just about a month away at this point, happening on Sunday, January 14th, 2024. This is a great opportunity for us as churches and as individuals to say to the state, you have no authority in the church and you have no authority in the pulpit, and you you cannot say that what we believe is stereotype and myth you, you don't get to redefine sexuality and you don't get to redefine what is normal and what is objective. So it's an opportunity for us to stand up and say, no, thank you. You have no jurisdiction here. So what can we do? Well, if you are a pastor and you are a preacher, I want to invite you personally, please, to join on Sunday, January 14th to preach a message on a biblical sexual ethic or God's design for marriage and sexuality. I'm sure you'll have no problem finding a myriad of texts that you can land in in order to preach that sermon on the 14th. It is the anniversary of Bill C-4 becoming law in Canada, and we do this every year. We stand up, we proclaim to the state they are not God, and we also do so in the hopes that all sexual sinners of all varieties can hear the good news and come to faith in Christ and turn from their sexual sin being born again. So if you're a pastor, please join us. If you're wanting a promo video, which we have, promotional graphics, which we have, or even blank si slides for your sermon, we have all that. You can reach us, churches at libertycoalitioncanada.com. We will get you all the resources you need. If you're not a pastor and you're a Christian attending a church, then ask your pastor to join. Email me. I can get you all the stuff as well that you can forward to your pastor Encourage him, lean into him to join, to not be silent, to not do nothing as the revolution slowly takes over our country, to not be one of those people like in Russia, like in Germany, that did nothing when faithful Christians were sounding the alarm of the encroachment of the government, snuffing out freedoms. They did nothing, and then it turned out, well, they actually were in the jail cells as well. Encourage your pastor not to be like those people but to be faithful men who will stand on principle. Again, churches at libertycoalitioncanada.com. All the info, the promotional material, the videos, the graphics, we can get all that to you. Please join. And after the 14th, when you preach on biblical sexuality, then you can go to the website that was just listed on the screen, libertycoalitioncanada.com slash biblical-sexuality-sunday. And then after the 14th, you can submit your name, the name of your church, your church website, a link to the sermon that you preached, 
It's not something that we'll be publishing for all to see, but it's for us to have a database to collect, to be able to connect with and follow up with. And if you're worried about the security of our database, don't worry. Our webmasters have our own private servers, so Amazon doesn't have access to our stuff. <laughs> it is secure. It is totally protected. Your information is safe with us. This is something you can do, whether you're a mom, whether you're a teenager, whether you're a pastor. We can encourage people to join in this. We can push this initiative in our churches. And this is one of the very practical ways that we can push back against this madness and say, in the realm of sexuality, in the realm of marriage, in the world, and especially in the church, Jesus is king over this. This belongs to him. Mm -hmm. Just so everybody's aware, sex is good. It's very good. God's created for it, it, it for a purpose. It is literally a part of human beings' purpose for living. It's how they are fruitful and multiply God's image on this earth. But it's limited to the context of a covenantal marriage. Um, but it's good. Um, so don't be like these weird people who all they do is think about sex and masturbate and never have the real thing. <laughs> Get yourself a wife and create a lot of babies. Um, have the real thing. Do it a lot. Fill the world with God's image bearers and raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Bet you didn't think you were going to hear us, you know, give an advertisement for having sex with your wife at the end of our show. But we're always going to keep you on your toes here. Um, Till next time, Galatians 5.1, everybody. Liberty Dispatch has been brought to you in partnership with Liberty Coalition Canada and Christian Week and has been produced by SDG Media. You can find all things Liberty Coalition Canada at libertycoalitioncanada.com.